You have been so, so good to me. I saw you eyeballing me. You were waiting for me to hit record. I knew something was up. I knew something was up. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Kingdom Bringer podcast. It is episode number 17. I don't know what that means spiritually, but physically and naturally, it feels really good. Feels good. 17 episodes in. We are so thankful that you guys continue to choose to listen. You're downloading these. You're sharing them. Actually, I don't see enough shares, to be honest with you. Me neither. You guys need to pick it up, please. I see a few, but I don't see enough. We're very share hungry here at the Kingdom Bringer podcast. So when these download, when these uh, episodes release on Tuesday mornings, this should be your first thing you do. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Eat uh, eat breakfast. Eat breakfast. Kiss your wife. Um, get in the your word. Kids, get your kids off. Well, you should already had your well, devotion now. The you way could get. Then. Here's the deal. You can either get in the word or listen to the podcast first. I would One suggest getting the word. Well, okay. <laughs> I I thought I had the Lord's permission there for a second to <laughs> overtake, overtake him, but nope. After further after further review, <laughs> no. But uh, we want to continue to encourage you guys to rate, review, subscribe, and share these episodes. Check us out on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Like us on Facebook at KB Podcast. And go on iTunes. Go on to that iTunes thing. Click that rate and review section. It's really simple. It's so simple. Just give us a five-star rating. I know you've, you've been trying to figure out if you wanted to rate before you could figure out if we were worthy of a five-star rating, I just want to say you've got freedom. Amen? Yeah. You've got freedom and grace to just give us five stars. Yeah. Just do it. Or one. I mean, whatever you think. Or, or five. <laughs> and then give us a nice review and tell us what you think. We want to hear your guys' feedback. And remember, you can email us at thekingdombringers at gmail.com. Uh, we'd like to hear from you. We still want to do that. Q&A episode where you guys are asking questions. Man, you can ask us personal questions. You can ask us ministry questions. You can ask us biblical questions. You can ask us cooking advice. You can ask us roofing advice from Scott Tilly. He'll tell you all about roofing, all about construction work, all about uh, packing house maintenance work. <laughs> I, I don't know and, anything about packing house <laughs> maintenance. <laughs> but we want to hear from you guys. So shoot us an email at the kingdombringers at gmail.com. That's it. Scott, good afternoon. Hello, good sir. Hello. This is Johnny Hello, Cash. This is Johnny Cash. <laughs> dum, 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 I, dum, dum, dum. <laughs> I, I'm sitting here in this basement and it feels really, really empty without Brian Webster. It does. This chair, you can still see the anointing. Yes. That's flowing from this chair he was sitting in, but he's not here, and that saddens me. You call it anointing, I call it perspiration. <laughs> it's still on the chair. Love you, Ryan. Ryan, we love you, buddy. Now, that was good having him here, wasn't it? It was. I I just, he, that guy, We I know we said this a couple of times, but he has just such a father's heart um, for people, and... Man, you know, I, I think that there's a lot of people in that community that desire this, this, that community, this community to that desire the same things he did, and you're really getting to see kind of that, that culture. Um, he talked about um, how it's not too late because Jesus hasn't come back yet, and I really yeah, want to see that, that culture just arise of fathers, fathering spiritual sons. And the cool thing about that is, for me. God has allowed me to do that outside my family with another kid yeah, right now. That's and, awesome. I, and I'm getting to see that uh, in this this youngster named Colton May. I'm I was going to say, is there a shout out coming? I, I'm going to, yeah, I'll shout out to Colton <laughs> May. Um, he He's such a, he's such a gifted young man and he's really coming up into an anointing. I think that the Lord is really birthing some awesome stuff within him and, uh, yeah, just it's cool because having Ryan here, man, I really realized that for myself that I, I get to get to do that, and it's good. Um, I think doing youth too, you know, as as well in the past that you can kind of you get that chance to do that too with other kids that aren't normally yeah. in your circle. So yeah, it's really cool, and I'm excited to see, um, just that culture break out. You know, a fathering culture and. 
and we won't, you know, we don't have to spend a lot of time on that today, but I, I just, I was really moved by yeah. listening to Ryan Webster last week. It really touched my heart listening to his words. Well, it really got me thinking too, like we're, you know, we're doing some really cool stuff and we're moving in some new directions, you and I, and some buddies we're running with and the, the church communities that we're a part of. And I just really got to thinking, man, I don't, I don't know that we're going to go much further without Orion Webster, you mm-hmm. know, like I, I, I really believe that he's a big part of what, what we're going to do because he's so willing to just pour out. Yeah. You know? He's so willing to watch us grow and help us grow. And he's Pray always there us. as a, as a guy who can, we, we can, we can call out to and lean on. And, um, yeah, no, I, I agree with you a hundred percent on that. He, uh, we, we actually had, I know I had like two or three other things that we were going to talk about and we didn't get into them. Mm-hmm. We went over an hour on that episode, so we're definitely going to be bringing him back. Um, I think we'll probably pack things up and go to his place next time cool. and uh, sit down with him. Because there's one of the things that we, we want to talk about was church in the in the rural community, uh, him being in a small town like Larned and you being in Buckland. And there's a, it's an art. Oh, man. <laughs> it's an art and it's a gift to be able to to take something in a small town and, and, and first of all, grow it, mm. but also just have the endurance. Dude's been there for 15 years, man. Yeah. You don't see that much around here anymore. No. I know we kind of grew up with pastors that were here for the long haul mm-hmm. and stuff, but anymore it's, it's, yeah. for, it's four and out, man. It seems, seems like. like with the smaller towns, it's longer. And I really think with that, man, seven years, if you think about it, even in a small town, you're just kind of starting to get established. Right. So it takes the, well, the first three years is people not liking you. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I would think. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And so but, you're trying to get people to even like you the first three or four yeah. years. Yeah. So <laughs> it's really cool that he's stewarded that responsibility for that long. And now it's cool is you're getting to see some serious fruit that from 15 years ago, there's some seeds that were planted, you know, yeah. and that's. That's the kingdom, man. Well, and you know he's doing things right when we didn't really talk much about Jared Smith, who is his youth pastor, his chauffeur. Cab driver. His cab driver. He's the one that brought him up here. He's actually a Dodge City kid, too. They, His family, Josh Smith, his little brother, is the youth pastor at the Assembly of God here in Dodge. An amazing dude. He's doing so well. But you know that Ryan's doing a great job if he can get one of his youth group kids to come to Larned to a small town yeah. and, and do ministry with him. So yeah. he's got a good draw. We won't go much further with that because we do want to hear his heart later on. But man, we're uh so last yesterday, Will Rhodes and Buckland churches kind of did a uh we talked about it last week, a church swap. Switcheroo. And we're doing this seven week series of Jesus is the fivefold. And we're kind of rolling out and teaching on each one of the fivefold gifts, the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher. And you, me, Chris Hagan, Jason Getz are kind of taking some turns teaching one of those. Yeah. And really stepping into what we believe is the anointing that we carry and anointing that we have. And it was good, man. I got to preach at your house in Buckland. And you got to come to Dodge and preach at Will Rhodes. How did that go for you? Dude, it was awesome. Uh, I think it's always different when you leave your home turf, so to speak. But the the welcome in that place is I don't I don't even care if you're speaking or not. The welcome in that place is phenomenal. People are waiting at the door to love you and and just honor you and and you know kind of carry you in with arms wide open and hugs and high fives. And, you know, that, that really kind of sets the atmosphere for a church service to me is if I go to a place where I'm new, um, I'm looking for the, for the people that are greeting, man, first off, you know, maybe that's not the, you know, maybe that's not on everybody's mind, but it's definitely on mine. You know, I can tell right away what kind of church and this may be pre judgment, but, um, if, if I'm greeted at the door, with a with a it's, holy kiss or a holy hug, it says man, something for sure. Definitely, yeah. I'm ready to worship with you, bro. Yeah. If I can feel like your family, then I can come in and just be myself. And that's kind of what happened yesterday. And Jason really does a great job of honoring people as they come in there, and and his people as well. But uh, 
the teaching, man, the teaching time just flew by. It was it was quick uh, for me, but I mean, I looked down, it was like 30 or 40 minutes or something. But um, it's, that's cool. When, when a room is stewarded well for the Holy Spirit, that's what you get. Yeah. Is uh, an anointed time together in fellowship, and I yeah. really feel like that's what I got to experience yesterday. And I and I pray and I hope that you got got to experience the same thing in my house. Yeah, man. No, it was it was a definitely a little easier for me. I know Jason and Chris really haven't been to your house. We really haven't been mm-hmm. to Buckland. Um, so I think for the first person to kind of step into your place was me. I think that was kind of a obviously a lot easier. I I I've gone to church there. I know those people. So it was it was definitely a, a comfort zone thing. I will say I felt kind of lonely because the other 3 of you <laughs> were in a different place, but it was good. My wife and I, my wife uh has a lot of relationships there too and she got to hug on some people and it was a good time. It was a good time. So so you you talked about Jesus as the evangelist. Right? I did. And uh you know, one of the things through this process of learning more about the evangelist and Jesus being the evangelist, and I, th- I think all of us growing up, whether in the, when I say growing up, I mean growing up in the ministry, our position in the ministry, like you know, kind of right away where your heart is and what you want to do. But if you don't, I, I'm just use I'm going to use this word till it breaks. But if you don't steward that well, you'll kind of have a hard time stepping into your calling. And I think that most people that, that look at me and my ministry and get to see what I do will will say, yeah, that guy's, he's really evangelical. Like he, he, he really knows, um, well, he really knows what his gift is. And I, I hope so anyway. I hope that people would look at me in that light. But I got to speak on Jesus being the evangelist because I feel like that's kind of where I'm at, you know, as an evangelist. And yeah, I'm labeled a pastor, but... Um, I think that you, again, you can carry different qualities with, with this five full, but really have a, an office for a specific one. And I'm really learning that about myself, man. It's, it's kind of new to me just to step into it as, as opposed to just talking about it. And I really got to do that yesterday in, in the house, you know, that, uh, Jeff Heyer built. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, Will Rhodes is amazing. Um, yeah. but Jason man is doing some awesome stuff there and, uh, you know, preparing this message for that group was really fun because I got to really see um, the foundation of this thing. And, and basically, it's, it's somebody that's over-exuded for the gospel, man, it just mm. wants to preach the kingdom and preach the gospel of Jesus. And one of the things I noticed in the Greek, you know, well, we know that the gospel is the good news. Well, in the Greek, it's evangelion. Yes. So, those four guys, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, could be labeled as evangelists. And any anybody who desires to tell Jesus, tell the people about Jesus, can step into, you know, maybe that's not your office, but you can have an evangelist-type spirit loving people the way Jesus did and getting his word to them. And for me, that's kind of where everything started for me, man, was I just had this zeal to tell people about the king, you know? And I think that, I think that people, especially um, God-fearing, Jesus-loving people, will will pick up right away is that man, somebody with zeal for the Lord, let's let's put them in a position to show the zeal for the Lord to bring people into the kingdom and or at least you know um, introduce them to this this lifestyle and and man, just I don't know, there was so much there was so much stuff that was fresh yesterday for me. Yeah. Um, uh, I want to just, I want to read some scripture real quick. This is one of the verses I used yesterday and God really. Hold on. Which translation are you using? <laughs> you want me to go ESV? What do you want? <laughs> yeah, just kidding. Go. This is ESV. Um, Isaiah 52, 7. One of the scriptures I used yesterday, it says, How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news, who publishes peace, who brings good news of happiness, and who publishes salvation who says to Zion, your God reigns. And I really felt like God just instilled that verse in my heart for this week and for in prep of this message I was going to bring on Sunday at Will Roads. And um, I really, man, I, I really was honored to be able to just be who God called me to be in that place, not feel like I have to church something up or, you know, um, yeah, man. Just, just look for... I, I really didn't feel like I was in a position to have to um, like performance, nothing yes. performance based. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just like, let's go in here. Let's preach the gospel. 
Let's talk about the kingdom. And let's see what Holy Spirit wants to do. And yeah. I feel like that's kind of my lane. Yeah, that's good. So it no, was good, awesome. man. Man, I'm proud of you because I've, you know, I have been encouraging you to, I think this was like twofold for me. Mm-hmm. I feel like this was a twofold benefit. First, you took a step down from speaking at your place. I think that's big for you and for your people. Oh, right? it's huge. And two, you got to speak in somebody else's house, which I know is kind of a desire of your heart too, to travel and talk mm-hmm. in other places. So that's a big deal. But I just feel like, you know, and me being the benefactor of the one who got to speak in your place, um, I just think it's good for our congregations to hear different voices, yeah. you know, different voices in the kingdom and different different leaders and different um, cause we have different, you and I have different strategies on sure. how we even give a sermon, you know? Sure. And I think that's, it's good. It's good. So I just want to, I want to confirm your heart that that was a big deal and it was, uh, it was good to be a part of it and there's more to come. Yeah. Yeah. This so you're, go- just, just you're going back and off. preaching again next week. Yeah. I'm back in place. Buckland next week. And then the following week will be Chris Hagen. I think Chris is coming. And then yeah. the following week after that will be Mr. Jason Getz. Yeah. So I, man, just uh, here's the thing, D. I I am blessed to be a part of such a movement. That's that's where my position has been the last couple of weeks with all this is just to sit back and kind of awe and go, wow, you really you're really calling us to this. Like you're you're really you're really saying go with this. Yeah, and that's one of the words that I gave yesterday was that I believe I just kind of prophetically spoke that over some people in the congregation. Some of you are sitting on your giftings, and I believe God is saying, go. Like, yeah. he's trusted you with this gifting. You don't have to get confirmation down the street or even from your pastor. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying that don't go for him, go to him for wise counsel, but I'm saying is if God tells you something, you don't always need confirmation. All I it. see is green lights. Yeah, he gives you confirmation when you don't listen. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if he's said it, you don't need anybody else to confirm it. I'm I'm so thankful he does that. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah, so thankful sure. that he will confirm his word. But man, like this is a season where God has I just keep seeing this blueprint, man. Like yep. he's given us this blueprint yep. and he's saying, This is what I'm telling you to build. Yep. And you can do it or you yep. don't have to do it, but I really wish you would do it. Yeah, for sure. You know? For um, sure. Don't be disobedient. You know, just do it. So dude, it's just now starting. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. It's just now starting, and it's so much bigger than a regional thing even. Yep. Like, it's a national thing. It's a world thing. It's yep. The gospel was never meant to be kept in America, bro. That's right. Or anywhere else for that. It's meant to grow. What happens yeah. when, with good news? Yeah. It travels fast, it right? Fast. So right. we've been trusted with this good news. Let's take it. Let's scream it from the rooftops. Let's see what That's happens good. with it. That's good. And, ah, man, I, just, uh, I appreciate but a little bit partner of that. that partner because you can see a difference i would imagine if you were had five evangelists doing this there'd be ton of zeal yeah there'd be so much excitement but maybe missing some things mm-hmm. right and so that's the beauty of this whole thing is that when he lined we, we've talked about kingdom alignment so much but it, that goes along with this season too man there's not green lights there's not a go without alignment you yeah know? and so i feel like that's where we're in this place of just alignment to where I, I'm going to guess that you have felt some pressure lifted off your shoulders the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Dude, as we've stepped into this. I, I've, I've been able to, God has really challenged my heart to love my family better. Yeah. And yeah. I've got to do that. Yeah. I've got to do that. I've got to, I went to the fair on Saturday. I saw that. Yeah. And most people would have been like, you're going somewhere else and preaching on Sunday. You ain't got time to do that. I don't have time not to do that. That's so good. You know, like I I had, we had such a blast, like watching my kids and yeah, of course it's hot and, and you know, they're kind of getting whiny by the end of the day, but dude, it's just part of life. And it was so much fun for me to do life with my wife and watch our two kids you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Knowing that Sunday at BCC is completely taken care of. Yeah. All I'm good. doing is taking what I've been gifted with and going to the next place. And talking. And talking. <laughs> doing what God has gifted me to do. That's yeah. so good. So that's some, some awesome. say I say I say I may do it too much, but yeah. that's all yeah. right. 
No, there's you. You had a word the other day. We we all met the five of us, and uh, you know what? <laughs> I, I feel like we're being so cryptic still. So so what? So cryptic still. Oh. Like it's a big mystery. What's going on? Because it is. It is, man. It is. And I can't wait. Like there's gonna be a day when we're gonna be able to just sit on this thing and rec- and tell the world exactly what God's doing. Yeah. You know. But right now it's just fun to be a part of something that's kind of a mystery. Yeah. And kind of like. I don't really fully know what's going on. <laughs> I'll say this too. I hope you have a job this week. Whoa. I hope I didn't uh, preach you out of a job because I talked a lot about the pastoral model <laughs> not being God's design. <laughs> I think we're okay though. Oh man, okay. I'm going to have to go back. I, I didn't burn that the place part down. In, in the film, in the, <laughs> the live feed. I didn't burn the place down. We're good. But no, we, you, you had a word the other day we were, we were meeting and you talked about the uh, Red Rover. Yeah. Lincoln Arms enemy can't bust through and i that red rover man we're actually linking arms with people that have different giftings than us yeah. you know we're linking I, again I, I go to that like you had five evangelists on there they're probably not waiting around they're probably running towards yeah. the enemy which is great yeah. but there's no maybe blueprint maybe there's yeah. no because that blueprint's not going to get drawn without unity mm-hmm. without um honor honor yeah humility yeah all that stuff so it's good, man. And I love I love that we're talking and there's some people that have no idea what we're talking about. It's fine. It's, it's fine. so funny. It's and it's fun. so good. So those of you guys that are listening, just hear our excitement. Like we're really, really excited for what God's doing here in Southwest Kansas. And like Scott said, the kingdom isn't meant to be just in Southwest Kansas or just in America, but the whole world. But we're here. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're going to start yeah. with where we're at, you know, yeah. and we're going to do well, right? Because it'd be easy for us to just pack up shop and go somewhere and exactly. find because there's stuff going, right? Like right. there's stuff, there's amazing stuff happening right. on the East Coast and the West Coast yes. and in Texas. We've talked about that. So if we wanted to experience it, we could just pack up and go. Yeah. We, we have access to either sitting on our couches and watching this revival break out on mm. our computers or we could go be in person like I got to experience in New York a little bit. But I'm telling you right now that when it, when there's kingdom alignment, when there's humility, when there's authority, when there's honor and friendship and relationships happening, it's going to break out right where we're at. Like, it's going to happen. And we're so excited to be a part of this. And so, yeah, man, I just... Think about this Yeah, for a minute. Jesus called the 12, right? He established this union first. He established relationship first with these 12 men. And then, you know, he said basically, hey, if you want to come after me, it's going to cost you something. But you you can. You're more than welcome. Yeah. And then from that establishment, them noting that it was a humbling experience, that it was dying to a flesh experience to experience all of what he had for them. And each moment he was with them. So he established this thing. There was this key blueprint like. But, you know, he, he had a, I thought Jesus has this blueprint of the whole world. Yeah. He's like, look, man, I own every corner of this thing. Yeah. And, I, you know, I'm telling you to go there. I'm going to go there and make disciples of, of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. But he first established relationship. That's good. Like, it's hard for me to go do life with you if I don't know you. That's right. You know, if I don't yeah. trust you and I don't know your heart and... When that stuff aligns, then it's like, okay, what, what are we going to do next? I don't care what I do as long as I'm with you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, no, whatever it looks like is what it looks like. And I really think that noting that, man, that, that stewarding that, that, that culture of honor, yeah. it's just pivotal, man. It's pivotal for kingdom alignment. It's big. And I have no problem coming up under Darren Eubanks. Yeah. I, have no, I know you don't have a problem coming up under me. I don't have a That's problem right. coming up under Chris Hagan. I, yeah. I think that's where you start knowing your lane. That's right. And and noting that we're it's it's like a it's like a five lane track. We're all in our lanes, but we're running side by side. That's good. We're all we're all you know we're all going together in this thing, and going after it, going after it with this thing. I scratched I scratched the table, so that was rule number one broken. Ryan, you're not alone, buddy. So uh, I'm with you. So don't worry about that. But no, man, I, this race is. And it's not a sprint, man. It's like a marathon. We're we're just mm-hmm. we're just running and we're smiling. I just see us running and smiling. And it's not just about these five people, man. I'm this is a whole group of people. That's right. This these are offices 
this fivefold thing we talk about weekly over the last three weeks in Ephesians 4.11, but there's so many people that we have to have on board with this or it doesn't work. That's right. Our wives, our congregations, our prayer warriors, our intercessors, all these people are just vital yeah. to what we're doing, yeah. you know? And man, I, I love to see, there's nothing more I love, Darren, than seeing unity in the body of Christ. I know. Like, like, I know we've talked about it before, but that that is that Assembly of God church that you know that we yeah. went to with Pastor Graves and that night before the Sunday before the revival and just seeing all those churches come together, even the revival, seeing people like I loved it, seeing people just come together to worship Jesus. That's, That's good. it. Yeah. yeah. And and it's cool, man, because we ha- we literally have that opportunity every day, bro. I know. Every yeah. single day, we have the opportunity to go get somebody from another church and say, "You know what? I don't care what the what the name on the wall says. I want to pray with you. It's good because you're my brother and you're yeah. my sister, and I want to see kingdom movement through this generation." Yeah. So I think if we're doing anything right now, it's it's that like just the idea of and you just don't see it. In in my opinion, I don't see it like two churches like swapping pastors and allowing each other just coming together. We've swapped yeah. worship teams before. I mean, sure. just that kind of thing and. Um, yeah. But when know. you leave a house yeah. and go somewhere else, yeah, you know, some of the people that I were talking to were looking at me like, well, I heard you're doing this. I'm like, yeah, we're going to try this thing. See what, see what's up. You know, we're, we're going we're gonna, yeah. to swap pastors and see what happened. People are looking at me like, how's that going to work? Yeah. Well, just by how everything else has worked in that house, thus far, we're going to allow the Holy Spirit yeah. to lead. That's how it's going to work. Yeah. And it's crazy. You you kind of get a silly face, but man, or a silly look. But I just I really think God honors it, man. Yeah. It really does. I really well, it was do. so good. Like during during my message, I was I talked a lot about you, and I talked a lot about the evangelist, and I was <laughs> really trying to stress. And it's not hard. It's not hard to know you and know even know how you like your style of preaching, and your like froth at the mouth to baptize people <laughs> you know you're like a rabid evangelist like you're gonna get wet before a we're done you know? and you're gonna know jesus exactly today. right you, do you know who he is no well you're gonna <laughs> but i was i talked a lot about that and just talking about the evangelist and talking about who you are and you could see light bulbs come on like on people's Whoa. heads like of them saying he's an evangelist and they get it and so then they're like well but he's all they've known you doing is everything, you know, <laughs> all they've ever known you doing is like the pastoral work in yeah. that place and not saying you're not doing a great job or not saying you shouldn't be doing what you're doing. But I think when they, when they are taught about the apostolic model that God, that mm-hmm. God gave, it says God gave these gifts and yeah. he put them in. And like you said, he already established it mm-hmm. somewhere along the way. Man went away from that model and built this pastoral model where it's one man doing everything. Mm-hmm. That's what we're used to. Yeah, I mean, you've got multiple generations in your church of people that have only seen the pastoral yeah. model. Yeah, and so it's so fun to like see a new, fresh thing come, and people slowly like this really makes sense. I don't quite understand how this is going to work. I don't, you know, we're still Buckland Community Church, and mm-hmm. Scott's still the only one really here. But I think they're kind of seeing if this is the way it's supposed to be, this is the way that God's going to make it mm. be, you mm-hmm. know? And so I, I just think there's like a, there's a hope rising probably. Yeah. There's an excitement yeah. rising. And, yeah. 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 I, I think it's a heavenly upgrade for everybody, man. It's not just about me doing what I do or you doing what you do. Or, I mean, it's, I, th- I really think it's a heavenly upgrade for everybody stepping into uh, just a called position, man. Like, really noting what God's doing and just, okay, I want to be a part of that. What does that look like? You know, that's the humble part of it. Like not completely knowing or maybe not even completely understanding, but saying, you know what? Like, I believe that that's what he's doing. I just want to be a part of it. Like, it's good, man. And I got so many talented, gifted people around me in that place, man. Like from the worship team to the prayer warriors to the intercessors, I I really do. And I'm blessed with, a bunch of people who just trust very well. Yeah. And I want to honor that. And I want to steward that responsibility to them. You know, that my best interest is their best interest, Yeah, you know, um, or else I'm really not being 
the pastor, I'm really not fulfilling that role as a pastor too. If I'm not growing you, that's, that's what I told him when we kind of started this thing. If I'm not helping you grow, then I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So I, I alluded to the fact that I want to give you every teaching available through people I trust to come in here and, you know, teach or preach the pain off the wall yeah. and that specific gifting and anointing that they have so that maybe something will resonate with your heart. Maybe you'll look at that and go, oh, I have some of those qualities. Yeah. It's for the equipping and the building up of the saints, right? So yeah. that's what this whole apostolic model of a church was built on. So so God could say, this is what it looks like. Now go make it look like that. That's right. You know, yeah. like he gave some the grace to be apostles, some the grace to be prophets, some the grace to be evangelists, some the grace to be pastors, some the grace to be teachers. But all five of these offices working together is the full manifestation of Christ. And that's what God desires for his church to see, Yeah, is a functioning, happy, healthy Healthy is a huge word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Healthy church, man. Or health, healthily, like I said. Yeah, healthfully. <laughs> healthfully. That's a new word, but I like it. I'm going to use it. Write that down. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I think noting that, that we have to get to a place where um, it's about the next generation, bro. Yeah. It's about them being able to come into their understanding of who the father is and then stewarding that to their children, so on and so forth. The whole thing was built on generations, man. Yeah. God said, I'll bless your generation to the fourth generation, you know, like yeah. he, and I'm seeing that it's Jesus culture. That's that God is, is really working in. You're yeah. seeing that. So, well, the, the bottom line is like this whole fivefold. It, we, we've said the word, uh, honor a lot and that's really what it comes down to i can just picture when this first went astray like god established the fivefold he established like the leadership model and the foundation of the church and then somebody gets offended doesn't want to be under authority anymore <laughs> and starts his own thing that never happens like that's that has to be where this started <laughs> yeah. though you know what i mean yeah no and I then mean, all of a sudden it's a guy you know what i'm just as gifted as that person and that person and that person i can do it all yeah and then generations and generations later you've got that so really it's a matter of us just selling this gospel short and selling not not just the gospel selling uh community and church short mm. like we're not going to go after the fullness yeah that God talked about. We're not going to go after God's design for this thing. We're just going to sell it short a little bit and we're going to meet for an hour on Sundays, or we're going to meet for an hour and a half on Sundays. And we're only going to do this. And and like, you can see how easily for generations and generations, do we just get to this place of, and then all of a sudden this is what church looks like, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And I think it's so cool that God's just redoing it. Like Mm. he's, 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 rebuilding it the way I've said for, I've said a lot that God isn't a God who likes to remodel. He likes to rebuild. So he does, he's not interested in coming in and just cleaning up your churches a little bit. You know, he's interested in like rebuilding them, knocking knocking walls down, man, which means deconstruction. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so it's really, really demo, demo, (laughs) demo comes first, man. And so whether that's That's demos to pride and demos to, you know, uh, motives or whatever that is, but yeah, it's so good and it's so pure. Yeah, it's so uh, I think I would be absolutely vain not to say that there's already churches modeling that though. There is. There are yeah. so many good churches out there that I'm. I think, man, I like brag on my church, but like, there's a lot of good qualities that we have. Do am I ever satisfied though? No, I don't. I mean, I don't ever want to get to a point where it's like, well, we've reached capacity. Let's lock the doors and you know. They got everybody we want in here. Let's lock the doors and move on. Like, yeah. man, it, anything healthy, like we said last week, is growing, right? That's so, right. so if it's growing, then then man, we, the thing is to find those giftings and, and and acknowledge those anointings. I had a word a couple weeks ago, like acknowledge your anointing, and noting those and seeing, man, they're really gifted in this area, or I see the anointing of God over their life in this area. Yeah. I really want to steward that. I really want to see that thing grow, and. And just seeing what happens with it, man, because God wants to grow it. Like he's always wanted to grow his church. Yeah. It's it's Jesus that told Peter, no gates of hell will prevail, which means the church is growing. Yeah, it's yeah. growing in capacity, right? Yep. So so yeah, man, I really I really wanna I really wanna father that well after sitting with with uh Ryan last week, man. I really wanna be able to father that thing well. Yeah. You know? Well, I 
I think that's what's cool. Like the the next step, and uh, when you establish something good, and when you accept your anointing, the next step is like you said, looking for people who also have that kind of stuff. Yeah, because it's it's your responsibility, man, as a leader, to find those people that carry stuff, but they're not going to be anointed unless they come up underneath an anointing. Yeah. Like, yeah. so they've got to find you and I both know people that have crazy gifts, crazy giftings mm-hmm. they are walking in healing and they're walking in crazy stuff, but they have yet to come up underneath somebody else's anointing. Mm. That's a big deal. Yeah. The disciples came up underneath somebody's anointing mm-hmm. and that's where it started. And from there, that system never changed. Yeah. You know, the dis- the disciples went out and made disciples. Yeah. Who made disciples? Yeah. Who made disciples? Dude, I, so, I I I probably preached for three or four years before I ever did because I didn't understand it. Yeah. I just assumed it was my role to do everything. Yeah. And I got burned out. Yeah. And I was ready to be done. Yep. And my wife told me I couldn't. Yeah. Because God didn't release me. Yeah. And but I get it. I totally get it, man. Because you come to a place where it's like. You you want to try and and you want to try and establish something, but you feel like you're the only one trying to get this thing kickstarted, and nobody's really feeling what you're you know preaching. Nobody's really feeling what you're what you're what you're saying. And so I get it, man. I get I get it. We can get to a place where, um, just where there's a single authority. Yeah, I totally get that. Yeah. Uh, but coming up around and under guys in my region has really allowed me to humble my heart, you know, cause dude, I would never say that we had this thing figured out. That's right. I would never say that, man, it's, we're, man, this is the model perfection. This is what it, you know, this is what it looks like and it's perfect. And, but I will say I have the advantage to make myself, um, humble to come up under somebody to learn. That's good. Cause there's, there's areas I'm still weak in, man. I, I, I'm realizing my strong suits, but I'm also still realizing where I'm weak and that's what I need Jason gets. That's right. That's where I, you know, that's where yep. I need these people to, Hey man, I see you're really strong in this area. Like, and just, that's humbling enough to go up to somebody and go, man, you're good at this. I'm not. How do, what, what, yeah. what can I do to do that? Yeah. You know, what can I do to help in that, in that certain place or, or position? And that's just, that's, you know, those who humble themselves will be what? Lifted up. It's good. So it's, yeah. Yeah. And I, do you know how good it feels, bro? To like, like you were talking just there and I can see like a glisten in your eye, like that you mean that when you said you're willing to come up underneath the the five that God's brought together. We've got more friends than just those five. Oh man. You know, Family. but there's a, there's a place for when the, when the right thing is right, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I'm not suggesting, and I hope nobody's hearing my voice and hearing wherever you're at, get underneath that leader. That leader may not be the person that you're supposed to get up underneath. So I'm also kind of a guy that's like, go find, go, if you're hungry, the the Bible says, seek and you will find. (laughs) So go seek out people that you trust and people that you're willing, because God's going to bring people to you that you can come up underneath. And that's what happened with us so naturally, bro, is he brought together these five and you're absolutely right. All five of us are willing to lead each other. And all five of us are willing to come up underneath each yeah, other. Yeah. And it's it's a when you when you have that, it's almost like, well, this can't not be great. Yeah. <laughs> this can't not be from God, you know, because yeah. that doesn't just happen. No. That doesn't just happen. You can force the issue a lot with, mm-hmm. with friendships and you can really force yourself into friendships sometimes and you realize that was a lot of work. <laughs> you know, I I'm not saying it's not work to like maintain relationships, but Sometimes God just does something and mm-hmm. it's just natural. Yeah. And that's that's where I feel like I'm walking right now is just in this this the spiritual has become natural. Sure. Sure. You know, yeah, good. the Jesus uh they you can look at it a couple of different ways with the 12 that he chose, man. Like were they were they random men or were they? Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Were were they random men that he chose or did he really kind of seek this thing out and, yeah. and know that they were, they were going to work together. They were going to work well together. Yeah. And y- you really see that within the church yeah. that, man, if you have the willingness in your heart to come up under somebody, the sky's the limit. That's good. You know, I, I listened to Bill Johnson at Bethel. He, he's got such a soft voice, such mm-hmm. a soft teaching. And he talks about that. 
him and Chris Valton both talk about that honor system. Yeah, and, and Valton's voice is not soft. No, at all. Yeah, it's completely <laughs> different so cool. dudes, which is, yeah, are amazing. Yeah. It's like that that podcast you sent a couple yeah. weeks ago that Valton talked about, you know, ended up in Weederville and Yeah, yeah. Dude, that just did something for me. Yeah. The way he honored Bill. Yeah. He built up this whole testimony, and then he talked about these two people in this room. Oh, it's Bill and Benny Johnson. Yeah, and it was like, because everybody's like, oh, now you know. At that moment in that podcast, there was like a turn. Yep, and it was so cool to see some dude just sit there and honor another guy who, who he could be jealous of. Yeah, do you know what I'm saying? Well, like he talks about when he first met Bill, and he comes home crying to his wife, and he's like, "I met a man. I'm in love with a man." <laughs> And he, he meant it. He was in love with Bill. You making enough noise over there? Sorry. <laughs> he was in love with Bill Johnson. Yeah. When he met the guy, he loved him instantly. And so that's where Bethel started, man. Bethel was there before that. But the Bethel that we know started right mm-hmm. there at that culture of honor that was created where when you meet someone and that's, dude, that's where I'm at, man. Like, I'm, I'll go to war with you. I'll yeah. fight for you. Same with Jason and Chris and Ryan Emery, who we haven't mentioned yet, is an amazing pastor's heart. I'm not, yeah, I'm not even going to tell you what he's growing exponentially right now. Like God's taken him into crazy places that he's never been before because he's linking arms with anointed guys that he loves. I've rarely seen a heart so pure yes. as Ryan Emery. And purifying right in front of your eyes. Well, and, and <laughs> using that to purify the people. Yeah, that's good. Just the people that are around him. I, he reminds me of just this. I gave him a word about God being pleased with his pace. God uses a lot of the, just the almost rhyming things with me sometimes yeah. because I, when I, that's, that's how I learned like spitting bars. Yeah. Man. Well, spittin bars. well, it's how I learned when I was growing up, man, to, to study for tests was to put things together yeah. to where I could get them. And I, I just, the pace that Ryan's going at right now. Um, and I just want to honor him for a moment. Yeah. I can hardly talk to that dude without getting choked up. Yeah. Like the way he exudes the love of the father is, is like subliminal. It's so good. And he, he wants nothing more. And if you have a five minute conversation with him and you, let's say you go in there and try to say something to encourage him and build him up, you're going to be encouraged and built up more than what, you know, more than the ammo that you brought and him not even trying him listening. Yeah, do it carefully. Cause it, he'll get you. Yeah, man. It's, it's so good to see, uh, just the heart he has for people, man. He wants to see growth in other people far before he sees it for himself, man. Yeah. And it's, it's just so cool to watch and see what God's doing with him. So love you, Ryan Emery, man. You're amazing. Absolutely. One thing that's cool too, we've, we talk about the five and so we're kind of doing some, we have like a group of five. We got five guys who are married to five women. And so what we're doing, we're, we're, we're I want to give a word of encouragement to people that are trying to get relationships and trying to keep relationships and really want to see those relationships go. We're having to deliberately chalker. Hold on. Hold on to your seat for a second. Uh-oh. This is what's necessary for a relationship. We're having to deliberately make time to get together. <laughs> That's crazy, huh? It is. But we have to just like, so the, it's kind of a threefold thing. We have, it's a threefold and the fivefold. The five guys are making time to get together. We're encouraging our women and they're reaching out to each other. And the five women are making time to get together and grow. And then as couples, as families, we're getting together and we're pouring into each other and letting love flow within the five families. And I just think it's going to work, man. Mm. I just think we got something good going on. We're pouring into relationships. So, Talk, we, we got like a couple minutes left. I want you to just share a little bit about relationships and what the importance on your heart of like maintaining and cultivating and stewarding the word that you use a lot, stewarding those relationships and how important that is. That's I caught you off guard. No, nah, that's pivotal. That's that's completely and um, completely and utterly vital to any ministry is a relationship. It all starts with a relationship. Um, Jesus had a relationship with the Father. <laughs> you know, 
It, the Bible says that, that he often went to lonely places to pray because of that relationship that he desired, that he had to have. And I think we have to desire the same things in our own lives, first of all, with him, because he gave the perfect model of relationship through Jesus. He really yeah. did. Um, his desire was to be with his creation. And so that's what he did. And our desire has to be with God's creation as well. If we want to steward a good ministry, if we want to do this thing well, if we want to, if we want to take what God's given us and, and entrust it to us and share it with the world, we have to have people that we can run with. We cannot do this thing alone. Many people have tried, and that's where burnout happens. Yeah. You know, that's where, that's where people get to the end of their rope and they're just done completely. Listen, when, when God sent them out, he sent them out together to go change the world. He didn't just tell Peter, hey, uh, you're going to do this one thing and, you know, you're going to do it by yourself. Paul had Timothy. Paul had, you know, all these amazing Bible characters had somebody with them. And he didn't send them out until they had already established a relationship. Exactly. So for three years, three years, those 12 were together pouring into each other, learning about each other, and then he sent them out. Probably having arguments yeah. with each other. And even that, <laughs> even within the 12, there was three. Yeah. The Bible talks about Peter, James, and John being yep. like even closer to Jesus than the rest of them. Mm-hmm. So, man, there's nothing wrong with like circles of relationships. Not you know at what all. I mean? Not at I've all. Got, I've got closer friends in a smaller circle than I do in this outer circle mm-hmm. of people. That's just the way the world works, yep. man. That's just like... It's the science of relationships, Absolutely. I think. And it's okay. Yes, it's okay. It's because okay, you, man. You cannot be good friends with 50 people. Mm, I've you tried. Can't. You can't. I've tried. Yeah, I have too. <laughs> I I have too, man. And what happens is you tend to not give enough yeah. to the ones that God really wants you to be in relationship with. Yeah. But and, uh, with that, real quick yeah. before we end, yeah. I want to say this. <laughs> Ask me how I know later after this podcast, but you cannot establish those kind of friendships unless you first establish one with your spouse. That's good. They have got to be a part of it and the biggest part of it. It's just not going to happen. No. There's <laughs> I, there's a God's tug of war at each end, man. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's a holy communion yeah. with you and her before, you know, before you establish friendships with other people. That's good. Um, a- After marriage, of course, but... Yeah, man. I, I so think, what Scott's saying is, wives, start submitting to your husband. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. It's exactly what I'm saying. Just kidding. No, um, no that's good. That, it's it's vital, man. It's vital to have that relationship with your spouse before you know, because if you're not on the same page, you're going to be doing ministry and you're going to be growing in one area, but another area is going to be dying. And that's your relationship with them. Yeah. So, um, yeah, establishing that and being open with each other, and having a line of communication that's just unfiltered really, to be honest with you, yeah. like just be completely real with each other. And if you're, if you're doing too much ministry and your wife's saying, Hey, you know, I mean, the kids are here. I've, I've lived this dude. We're here waiting for you. Yeah. We're still here. Yeah. You know, shut, shut those other relationships off for a moment and just spend time with your, with your kids and your wife. That's, that's so good. That's where the recharge comes from a lot too. So. You know how much, you know how much, humility. sorry, I was beating the table again. <laughs> Gosh. You know how much humility it takes, bro, to have like a good, healthy relationship with your wife? Oh. Like every argument, I'll say that every argument that I've ever had with my wife has come from me like defending myself, you know, from me defending my stance, from me defending my words, from me defending my ultimately pride at the end of the day. If I would just shut up and (laughs) I'm not, I'm not saying come up underneath her. I'm talking about get rid of, dude, we're dead. And alive in Christ, man. Yeah. And so that, that we're talking about marriages right there, but that goes to every relationship. Every mm-hmm. relationship we have, we've got to humble ourselves, man. This fivefold's yeah. all about humility. Relationships and friendships are all about humility. Marriages are all about humility. Your relationship with the Father is all about humility. Humility, humility. Humility's a big deal, man. Jesus made himself nothing. It really know? is. And uh, why don't you pray us out, sir? Love to. Yeah, if you're if you're uh, catching this later on, I just man, just put your hand over your heart right now. Just put your hand over your heart and just just agree with us in prayer. That Father, we just we just thank you so much for what you're doing um, in our lives and what you've already done. We thank you for what's to come, and 
Lord, we just ask that, uh, man, you would just bring peace and comfort to those who are hurting, those who just are, are challenging um, the thought of who they are, that they would just go back to your word and remind themselves of what you say about them before they listen to anybody else's opinion about themselves, that they would come to you first and ask, what do you see in me, Father? What do you think about me? And I thank you for the ability to reach people, Father, whether it be on a podcast or on a Facebook live feed or in the streets or at the supermarket. You've given us um, a chance to humble ourselves before your creation and uh, just show your love to the world. And I thank you, um, God, I, I, I really do thank you for trusting us with a lifestyle like this, that you've, you've literally given us um, everything we need in this moment to, to honor you, to glorify you, and to give you praise. And I, th- I pray that we would find a place today and every day just to get alone in your presence, away from the loud noise, away from um, regular life, that we would just spend time with you every day in the secret place and be able to hear your voice just more clear. Father, we love you so much. We praise you. We thank you, Jesus, for uh, your work, for your work on the cross of Calvary that separated us from our sins. We love you and we praise you. It's in your name. Amen. Amen. Guys, we want to encourage you to rate, review, subscribe, and share this episode. If you enjoy what we're doing, please let us know. You can review it on iTunes. You can send us an email at thekingdombringers at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Get this out to your friends. We're here to encourage, build up, and edify the church. Thank you guys for tuning in again. Until next time, be blessed.